Well, hello and welcome to another episode of our So Leadership podcast. I'm so glad that you get to join with us each and every month. We release the new episode at the end of every month. And these episodes are really focused on engaging and helping us to grow in the practical elements of leadership and serving in ministry. If you've been around with us for a little while, you know why this podcast exists. It exists because we're passionate. We're passionate about seeing a generation of leaders being equipped to serve God faithfully and effectively in all that we do. And today we come to a topic that I think is of critical importance if we're going to be that faithful generation, that effective generation. It's something that's applicable not only to ministry, not only to leadership, but really all of life. And it is also at the same time of critical importance to leadership, ministry, and other spheres of life as well. And that's the topic of time management, time management. It's part of this broader context of self-leadership, this idea of how as leaders do we manage ourselves? Do we lead ourselves? Do we govern the way we do things? And this idea of time management is, is part of that discussion because it's so important. We live in a time where people are busier than ever. No matter how much technology has advanced to make our lives supposedly easier, we're still crazy busy. We're still people that have a lot of things on our plate, a lot of expectations, a lot of tasks, a lot of obligations and responsibilities. How do we manage all of that? How do we grow and steward our time a lot better? Time is a finite resource, and as I'm sure we all know, it's a non-replenishable resource. Once you lose the time, you don't get it back. And so it's really important that as leaders, we learn how to manage our time well. Because when we do, we'll be able to do the things we need to do in life, such as uni or with our friends, but also in the smaller things or the things that are more particular, like at work or in ministry um, or serving um, at church and so and managing your time in, in those spheres. If we grow and understand this concept and get better and better at it, we will be more effective in the way that we carry ourselves in those spheres. And so today what we're going to do is we're going to look at three things. We're going to look at three ways we can refine our time management skills. If you're someone that has said, I'm too busy for X, Y, Z. I don't have time for this or that. If you're someone that said that even very recently, this podcast really is for you. Because I wonder how many times you've said that about something that's really important. I don't have time to read my Bible every day. I don't have time to engage with the people that I lead on a personal level. I don't have time for these things. If you're someone that feels like you're time poor, perhaps applying some of these things could help you get better and improve in your time management. So the three things that we're going to look at today is firstly, number one, scheduling our priorities. Number two, we're going to look at energy zones, or as I like to call them, brain zones. And thirdly, we're going to look at learning how to say no. So scheduling your priorities, energy zones, and learning how to say no. Let's dive into the content. First up, scheduling your priorities. This is something that we briefly mentioned in episodes before, but I want to dive deeper into and explore what it really looks like and how we can do it. 
So firstly, what do we mean by this? Well, scheduling your priorities in essence means that you, you take a list, you take a notepad perhaps, you write down the things that you got to do, and, and you want to be able to identify the things in your list or the things you have to do, your responsibilities, your tasks, whatever it may be. You want to be able to identify the things that are a priority, things that are non-negotiable. So for example, you might have things like, for example, church, 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock on a Sunday morning, that's a non-negotiable, it needs to be scheduled in. Or maybe you might have a particular family activity that happens each and every week, and so you need to schedule that in to your schedule. Or perhaps it's maybe uni, you know that you need to do eight hours of study each and every week, and so on a regular week and to schedule in different blocks of time to study because that's a non-negotiable. Scheduling your priorities means that you take the things that are important and make sure that you're having ample time to do the things that are important. I love what Craig Rochelle says. He's got a number of podcasts on time and energy management. And in one of his podcasts, he says that being good stewards or managing our time well is not about doing more things, but doing more of what matters most. You could do a hundred things each and every week, but if you're missing out on the one or two things that are important, that are valuable, that are crucial for your own personal well-being or for a particular sphere that you're in, such as going to work or doing something in ministry or what have you, if you're missing out on the important things, you're missing the point. You're missing the point. And so the first thing we want to think about is how do we schedule our priorities? So for example, I'm going to run through something that I do. This is something that helps me. It might help you too. But on a regular basis, I'm constantly looking at my schedule. I'm constantly thinking about the things that I need to do. I personally hate written, boxed-in schedules. I love order. I love structure. But to have a timetable for my week each and every day that's the same gets really boring. And so I've learned how to write a schedule or a timetable for myself that's quite flexible and that gets continually updated each and every month. But it ensures that I'm scheduling the things that I value. One of the things that I personally really value and I want to encourage you all to think about is valuing rest. So for me, I schedule in that on a Sunday, almost without exception, I'm going to be relaxing. I'm not going to do any work. I'm not going to do much ministry work at all. I'm not going to be planning or writing or thinking about the things I need to do. I'm not even going to be going out all that much unless it's just for relaxation and to have some good time with my friends. I schedule in that time of rest each and every Sunday and I protect it as much as possible. Why? Because for me, I think and I believe that rest is important. It's a priority. I schedule other things in like work. I have to be at work for certain hours of the day. I have certain commitments that I need to uphold to particular friends or, or in ministry or what have you. I schedule these things in as a priority. And then something that I do is I go, okay, well, what other space do I have? What kind of flexibility can I have with the other time that I have in my schedule? And so what I'm doing here is I'm making sure that the first things that I put in are the things that are important 
and the rest is then filled out with the other things that I need to do and perhaps I, I, I want to do. There was a quote and it's attributed to many different people and people have said different versions of it, so I'm not going to try to pick out who said what, but the quote goes usually something like this. It says, if you don't schedule in the things that are important, they will be crowded out by the things that are urgent. In other words, if you don't make an effort to make sure that you have the important things in your schedule as a first priority, you're going to be pushing them aside when things that are seemingly more urgent but maybe not as important come up. Things that need to be done in a certain time frame, they're urgent. You're going to push out the things that you might say is important. And as leaders, we want to go away from doing this kind of thing. We want to make sure that we're scheduling our priorities. Because when we schedule our priorities, it'll enable us to make sure we're doing more of the things that matter. And that will help us when it comes to analyzing and assessing our time management skills and what we're spending our time on. If you're someone like me that perhaps you spend a lot of time doing pretty aimless stuff, I found for me personally back in May or June this year, I spent a lot of time scrolling through social media. I spent a lot of time watching TV. I spent a lot of time doing things that didn't really matter. I was doing a lot more, but I wasn't really doing things that matter. And so by scheduling the priorities, I make sure that the things that I do are of importance and of high priority. So that's the first thing. As leaders, we want to make sure that we're scheduling in our priorities. They're the non-negotiables. They're the things that we need to have in our schedules. Okay, now let's move on then to the second point for today. And the second point today is learning to understand our energy zones, or as I'm liking to call them these days, the, the brain zones, as it were. Now, this is an emerging school of thought when it comes to management and self-leadership. It's not something that I've made up myself. I've drawn on a lot of different ideas and teachings from different people and leadership commentators, but it's something that a lot of leadership commentators are beginning to discuss and explore, and perhaps they'll probably even be able to do it with a lot more detail and depth than I possibly can today. But what I'm going to explain to you today is what I, what I caught or thought about as, as I'm going to put forward as three main energy zones. Now, some people have outlined four, some have said five, some have said two. I'm going to highlight three zones that I think we tend to exist in. I'm going to call them the yellow zone, the red zone, and the green zone. Or in appropriate order, it should be the green zone, the yellow zone, and the red zone. Now, what do I mean by them? I'm going to explain what I mean, what each of these zones are, and then I'm going to apply it and, and help us to see why it's important when it comes to time management. So firstly, the green zone. The green zone is that space in time, that space in a day where you feel like your mind is most fresh. You feel like your mind is able to engage with fairly brain-intensive tasks. So maybe you find that at certain times of the day, you're better at doing your assignments. You're better at writing long essays. You're better at preparing content and material that you need to do for various ministry activities. That's your, your green zone. 
the space and the, the point in time, usually in a day, but perhaps even you want to think about it over a week, where you find that your mind is most active and, and fresh and you're able to engage on that level. Then you have your, your yellow zone, or, or sometimes they call it the, the cruising zone. And in your yellow zone, you're still able to do things that require your brain. You're still able to apply your mind quite well, but you're not quite as sharp as you are in the green zone. And then you get to the red zone. Now, the red zone is not that point in time, you know, an hour before bed where you're feeling brain dead. You don't want to do anything. You just want to be a bit of a marshmallow and scroll through TikTok. The red zone is not that zone. The red zone is that point in the day where you can do things. You can do certain tasks or fulfill certain obligations or do various things that you need to do, but you probably can't do those that require a lot of brain power, or a lot of energy to do. That's your, your red zone. Now, the unique thing about this is that each and every one of us hit those different zones at different times. So for me personally, I found that my green zone is in the morning. When I wake up, I'm ready to go. I, I have a shower and then my brain is fresh and I can do my study. I can do brain intensive tasks. And then I hit the yellow zone, usually from about lunchtime onwards, where I can still do things that involve my mind and application of my mind, but I'm not quite as sharp as I used to be when I was in my green zone. And then I get to the red zone where I'm like, you know what? I don't want to do very many brain intensive tasks and so I'm going to do some of the other things. Whereas for other people, on the flip side, you find that for you, it's the opposite. When you wake up, you're in your red zone. When you wake up, you're in that space where you know what? I can't do brain intensive tasks, but I can do some other menial tasks, things that are a little bit smaller and a little bit easier to do. But for me, maybe at the end of the day, you say I can do my assignments quite well between 8 and 12, 8 p.m. and 12 a.m. We have different times where we hit these different zones. And to complicate things even further, the length of time we stay in these zones vary for different people. For me, I've found in, in recent, month, recent months that I'm in my green zone, as it were, from probably about 6, 7 a.m. through to about 11, 12. So just before lunch is when I'm, I'm in my green zone. And then I get into my yellow zone, and that's probably from about lunchtime till about 6, 6.30, and then it's probably red zone after that. But for others of you, you find that you're in green zone for maybe eight hours of the day, and then you plummet very quickly to red zone. On the flip side, maybe you're someone that only has one or two hours of green zone and then you feel like you're in red or yellow for most of the day. We, we last in different times, sorry, we, we enter in different times to these different zones and the length of time with, within which we stay in these zones differ as well. So the important thing here for us, firstly, as leaders in, in applying this is learning to understand our own rhythms, learning to understand when do we hit those different zones. Is it morning? Is it afternoon? Is it in the evening? How long do we stay in those different zones? Now, that's what the zones are. That's, that's the uniqueness of them. But I'm going to highlight now, or at least try to, why this is important for time management. And I'm going to do it by speaking from, from firsthand example of myself. As I said, for, for me, I'm in my green zone in the morning. I then go to yellow and then to red in the evening. Now, I know that in my green zone, I can do a number of different tasks. I can do the assignments I need to do for my, my course. I can do the various 
submissions that I might need to be writing at work for, for court or for something else. If I need to write a sermon, I can do that quite effectively in the morning. On the flip side, if I was to do those things in the red zone, I probably wouldn't be as effective. Now, the reason why understanding these zones are important is because I've found that so often I might spend my green zone time doing little smaller tasks like creating a PowerPoint for the presentation I have to do or preparing for the meeting that's coming up for, for so that, that later that evening or the following day. Or perhaps I'm, I'm doing things like personal admin, such as organizing my finances. Maybe I'm following up and messaging someone. I'm, I'm doing that in my green zone and I get to my yellow and red zone and all of a sudden I realize, oh, hang on, I'm supposed to be writing my sermon today. Or hang on, I'm supposed to be writing those submissions for, for work. And so by organizing my tasks according to the type of brain power I need, I'm actually being a lot more effective in using my time. So for example, if I know that an essay or an assignment for, for, my, for my course is going to take me three hours in the green zone, I'm going to want to do it in the green zone. Why? Because if I do it in the yellow or red zone, I found that sometimes I take probably five, six hours. And so by doing it in the appropriate zone, I'm using my time a lot more productively. And so for me, I found just by way of example, that in the mornings, I do things like writing sermons, writing submissions, doing big documents I need to do at work. Whereas in the yellow zone, I do things a lot more like planning for meetings, if I need to do that, or talking to various clients if I'm at work and doing that, or writing some small letters that I need to send off to different doctors. And then when I'm in my red zone, I found that for me personally, that's the best time for me to meet with people because meeting with people for me personally doesn't take a lot of brain power, doesn't take a lot of brain energy. And so at night, I'm more than happy to go out for dinner after a day of work because for me, that's not drain, that's not brain intensive. What am I doing here? I'm organizing the things I need to do based on the energy levels I have at different points in the day. This is of, of critical importance for us as leaders because as I've said at the start, we have so many different things that we need to do. There are so many things that need to fit into our schedule. So the minimum thing that we need to do or that we can do is ensure that when we are doing the various tasks or undertaking the, the obligations or responsibilities we have, when we're doing those things, one of the best things that we can be doing is making sure we're doing it at the right time. I had a friend who once who was telling me about the way that he did certain things and how he balanced ministry and study and, and other things like that. And he was talking to me about how he learned to do this and how he found that he was able to be very strict on, on the time he spent doing certain tasks. He was able to be very strict on making sure that he only did tasks in the certain times of the day that were most appropriate. And I found him to be very efficient with his time. That's how I got started and engaging into thinking about this idea. And so today, the, the takeaway point is really to think about what are your energy zones? Where is your mind most productive? And how can you organize your time to make sure that when you're in that zone, you're doing the things that require that kind of brain energy. I've been doing this for a number of months now and I found it to be really, really helpful. 
I found that my productivity at work in particular has, has increased. And I found that I've been able to balance a lot better than I was before the different demands that I have and the things I need to do. And so in summary of this point, we're really trying to think about the different zones. When are you in your green zone? When are you in your yellow zone? When are you in your red zone? And identifying tasks that fit into those zones can be really, really helpful when it comes to time management. Now, just a short aside before we move on to the third and final point, which I promise is quite brief, you'll often find that these zones aren't set in stone. You'll find that there's a general trajectory, which is what I've talked about, but there are days where it's going to be very different, or there'll be pockets of time which are very different. I'll give you an example. Something that I've found, and this is kind of embarrassing to admit, but here we go, it's on a podcast episode. I found that, as I said, morning is green zone, yellow afternoon, red zone in the evening. But I found that if I have, say, for a shower, for example, even at, say, 8 o'clock in the, mo- in the evening, I should say, in the peak of the red zone, I found that when I'm in the shower, my mind is in green zone. There's no distractions. I'm able to focus. And so for a short period of time, I go from red zone to green zone and then back to yellow and then red zone quite quickly afterwards. And so I found that in the shower, I can plan for meetings or I can think through content that I need to be writing for podcasts like these. Or I can be spending that time praying and engaging on a spiritual level for me personally in the shower because I'm focused and my mind is able to do it that way. I, I find that I have different pockets of time where green zone just jumps in. On different pockets of time where the red zone comes in. Usually around 10 o'clock in the morning sometimes, in the midst of the green zone, I feel lethargic at work. And I have to get up and go for a walk or do something that just hits refresh a little bit and gets me back into that zone. So these things aren't set. So don't expect it to be like clockwork. Some of us can be a lot more rhythmic than others. But if we can understand on a general term or with general trajectory how our energy zones work, I think we'll be able to better steward our time to manage the competing demands that we have and the things we have on our plate to do. So that's the second point, energy zones, understanding our energy zones or our brain zones. And then we get to our third and our final point, that's the concept of learning to say no. Perhaps you're listening to this and you're thinking, okay, look, I've scheduled my priority, I've done that. I've thought about the different zones and and I've engaged with that, but I still feel like I have so many things to do. I still feel like I'm under the pump. I still feel like I have no time. For some of us, it could be an issue of not being able to say no. As I said at the start, Craig Rochelle mentions it quite importantly that good time management is not about doing more things. It's about doing more of what matters most. And that might mean that you have to say no to some things that you can't do. You may want to do them. They may be good things. They may be helpful things. But given your current capacity, the fact that you've scheduled in the things that are priorities already, you might have to say, look, I can't take that on. Or I have to put that aside for a period of time. Something that I think about personally, and this is not based on a whole lot of empirical research as it were, but for me, I I try to think about not exceeding 80% of my capacity on a regular basis. In other words, the things that I'm doing on a regular basis, I want to make sure that it's it's probably not exceeding more than about 80% of my capacity. Why? Because there's going to be periods of time where I'm going to need to do more things. Right now, I've 
had to, to take on a, an extra load of study um, in order to be accredited in, in, in my particular field. And so I feel like I'm, I'm currently operating probably at about 85 to 90%. But I know that's only for a short period of time. It's not a regular thing. If I was operating at 100% and these additional things came up, I, I wouldn't be able to manage. So try to think about something like that. Figure out for yourself what's a sustainable capacity level and learn how to say no, to focus more on the things that matter and doing them well rather than doing more stuff. And so it's, if it helps you to, to put a list of the things that you're doing and order them in priority so you can think about things that maybe you need to put on the, on the back burner or delegate away, do that. It's important because as leaders, we want to be people that learn to manage and steward our time well. Now, this kind of idea as well goes hand in hand with the concept of delegation. Delegation can be something that's very helpful. We've discussed it um, earlier in the, in the podcast series, and I encourage you to check it out. But suffice to say that there may come a time where you need to say no to certain things. And so as leaders, we need to be comfortable in doing so, knowing that we're not saying no for the sake of it, but every no that we say to something is a yes to something that is of higher value. So that's the third and final point. So we've looked at three things today. We've looked at firstly, scheduling our priorities, making sure the things that are important don't get crowded out by that which is urgent. Then we've looked at the energy zones. How can we make sure that we're doing the things that require certain amounts of brain energy in the times of the day or the week where we're in those zones? And then finally, we've looked at learning to say no. If you still feel like you're under the pump, that you don't have certain capacity, maybe it's time to say no to certain things and explore that in a, in a winsome and a wise manner. So they're the three things, they're the three aspects of teaching that we looked at today. And so I want to encourage you to keep thinking about this, keep delving deeper, keep asking questions, because as leaders, we want to be people, we want to be men and women that are growing in our time management. We want to be people that are learning to be more effective in the way we steward our time because time is a finite resource. And so I encourage you to check out more books, check out more podcasts, check out more articles that are out there on the, on the internet and the like and, and learn how to grow in managing your time because when you do and when we do collectively, we will be that generation of leaders that are equipped to serve God faithfully and effectively in all that we do. Thanks for tuning in today. If you want to check out more episodes and information about So, check out our website on so.org.au.